Brandon. Hey, Alan. And welcome to Dice Over Everything. So this week, I think the anticipation is just killing me. Of what? Well, Infinity announced a, or Corvus Belli announced Infinity's getting a new edition. Our so, favorite game is getting a new edition? I know. N4, the fourth edition? So it's, you th- I, I don't know if it's going to be totally different. I don't know if it's going to be totally the same thing. Like, it's just killing me. I don't know if it's going to kill my armies either. Like, they're into killing armies. Well, if we look at it, mm-hmm. uh, Infinity, we actually got into Infinity because of the last edition change. It's quite true. So, if it continues that way, it'll be mm-hmm. fine. So, it changed in a good direction, which got tons of people on board. Yeah. And got, got us on board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, the entire reason we got into Infinity is because the game we were playing before, War Machine, uh-huh. also had an edition change. <laughs> I thought we I thought we sort of tapered off in between in the middle of an edition though. Are you sure? Yeah. I feel like third edition yeah, we were... changing over kind of killed any remnants of that of us playing that game. Oh, I think we were gone long before. Don't worry. <laughs> I think the bloat. I think the bloat. Okay. I think the bloat Fair killed enough. that one. And we've talked. We've we've gone down the bloat road about what they did and what other games have done with bloat before. Okay. Uh. Then, so, but lots of games have gotten mm-hmm. new additions lately, and lots are about to get new additions. Yep. Like Frostgrave, we also play is about to get a new edition. Yep. Gaslands, which I played a new, which I played a few times, got mm-hmm. a new edition last month. Mm-hmm. So there's when that. We mm-hmm. talked about uh, 40k. I got in because they had a new sh- a new edition as well. Yeah, because the, their hype yeah. train was, their hype train was rolling at full speed. Yeah. So I guess today our topic is and uh, new additions and, and how they affect the game. Yeah, and how people react when anticipating the new editions coming out all right so you want to do a historical kind of thing first or we've already done that way too many times just, just jump straight into what we think about well you said you're 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 really um anticipating what's happening with infinity what are the biggest mm-hmm. things so i guess what might worry players a lot is uh-huh. like for miniatures you've gathered your army uh-huh. and you're kind of you're pretty invested in it because you painted the whole thing you bought the whole thing uh-huh. And with a new edition, it may totally play differently. Because, say, like if it was a good army before and mm-hmm. afterwards, it's like maybe they don't get a codex. Maybe mm-hmm. they're just removed from the game. You, <laughs> yeah. Like there's, there's kind of a bit of anxiety leading, leading up to that. That's and true. like maybe you don't want to start that new army that's out there because yep. maybe it's just not even going to be a real thing afterwards. Uh, yeah, I, mm-hmm. guess, I guess the biggest thing that people worry about is invalidating their models. Yep. And I think there there is an interesting thing with new editions is, um, I guess, there's a whole bunch of different reasons why you start, why this company probably wants to do a new edition. Mm-hmm. But as, as the player, the biggest thing that, if you're still invested right before the new edition, it is worrying about change, right? Where human beings and a lot of people don't like change yeah because we unless fear loss unless there's too little change in which case mm-hmm. <laughs> it gets boring and then we demand also change also true we go somewhere else yeah because right? we, we fear loss more than we look forward to gains yeah well mm-hmm. a lot of people do yeah yeah I think there's some sort of like statistics probably of the number of people that are I don't know what you call it conservative minded and mm-hmm. fear loss more than the, and then there's the other people on the other side which technically I feel like I I enjoy the uh, the new things more than the fear of loss, but yep. I think I'm not normal. Not, not in the majority. That's <laughs> yeah. Even I, even in this minority of people who like miniature games, uh-huh. I'm, I'm I won't. not. I'm in a minority of a minority. Okay, well, you you said it, not me. Yeah. 
So I think one of the big things, like if you see a new edition is coming up, mm-hmm. like if you see there's something, let's say you feel there's something wrong with the game currently, mm-hmm. then you're sort of looking for is the, oh they're gonna make make all this better. That if there's something that you're not happy with, mm-hmm. then you're looking forward to oh this could get way better. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's part of why I'm actually really excited about uh, Infinity is because I I feel like it's been a long time since. The last edition change, like it's when we started, which is like four, five years. It'll be five years, I think. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, so, in that time, I think, uh, you know, like games, these these kind of miniature games constantly expand, and so the expansion of uh, Infinity has not all been good. And I feel yeah. like there's a lot of what do you call it, cruft. On the edges that, some, I, some that I feel bloat. like they could really there's some yeah. model bloat. Like yes, that's what that's definitely. what you call craft. Yes, like there's just things that when when I look at how much fun I had uh, at the beginning of Infinity mm-hmm. and how much fun I'm having now, Infinity is still uh, a great game. I think it's it's still my favorite game overall to play. Um, but I think overall it's not as good of a game as it was earlier on so what you're so you're saying that basically the game has like the cracks forming in it with the current edition and so so you're you're basically seeing the opportunity coming where when you have when you're constantly expanding this game you you need to bolt on like like we talked about new shiny just to make sure that the people that are uh currently playing stay interested in the game but sometimes the new shiny doesn't always hit right and so sometimes it does like there's a lot of good changes that have happened uh, yep. Over over the 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 time of this edition, but there's also been a lot of not as great things. That yeah, have, they've, have, they've sort of got formulas going yeah. on for creating point values for troops, mm-hmm. where once they themselves start trying to abuse their formula, yeah, uh, you're like, really oh, weird. you you understand that there's something broken behind the scenes, and yet you're abusing yeah, your own so game like, with its Infinity own brokenness. Has like points for every single model, and and before. You know they had they every single ability I guess is point costed and then they kind of combine that in a formula to to calculate how much a guy is worth. Yep. And then uh, before they didn't really try to optimize it. They tried to create the units and then just they create an idea for the unit. Yeah. They give them the things that sort of fit their fluff and fit their yeah. role. And then whatever the points work out to, they work out to. Yeah. And now five five years later, they're actually creating new units. And their new unit units are now like created based on how awesome the unit will be for their points. Yep. But the only reason those units are awesome <laughs> for the points is because the abilities that they give them are undercosted. Yes. So they're breaking. They're literally trying to break their own formula and create mm-hmm. awesome units based on that. Which means they can sell new models <laughs> for the players who want to really win. Yeah, exactly. But then again, for like. For for the health of the game, I think. Yeah. It's weird when you're trying to create units that are broken. Mm-hmm. And you worry about sort of the, if you bought into all that, you're yeah. like, oh, now this isn't a thing anymore. Yeah, especially when uh, earlier on, uh, the at least the idea was to try and make the like all of the units in the game usable, mm-hmm. right? So, so I think what we can take from that is that if there's a new edition about to come... Mm-hmm. You're, what you're basically worried about is what's sort of the cost hit to me going to be? 
so if you bought into those new units where they've mm -hmm. optimized the formula and they clearly know it's wrong because mm -hmm. they've even said when they announce things, oh, yeah. this ability is super good for its points. This guy's so good for his points. You're like, uh -huh. oh, we get what you're doing. But you realize you may just be sort of going down a road where you're spending money on something that might not make sense after. Uh -huh. What it comes down to for that, that like their mantras are beautiful. So if you own them, it's cool. Yeah. But for competitive games, I think it becomes more of an issue where you're like, oh, I... I'm really trying to win at this. Like, there's a big uh -huh. tournament scene. There's a big yeah. focus on where like, you're buying things mm -hmm. just because they're good in the game. Yeah, where you're buying it for the win, that it now becomes more of an issue when they become not so good after. Yeah, it's so, like they broke their mm -hmm. social contract with you. Yes, because your okay. contract was you paid that money, you get to win now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly. exactly. Whereas with like less competitive games, like say Frostgrave, uh -huh. or maybe like Warcry, where you just sort of play. Like smaller, smaller uh -huh. games where you don't invest so heavily, mm -hmm. the cost isn't so big, and they're not truly so competitive. Like with yeah. Warcry, you're just drawing random cards, you're playing something crazy. It's not about oh, I bought this thing so I can win now. Yeah, it's for fun games. You don't worry about it as much. Yeah, I, I agree, and I think uh, oftentimes there will be, I guess, less at least in the competitive. Well, because there's no competitive people, the competitive people backlash for that is much lessened mm -hmm. because really I guess why would you even create a new edition right you want to clean the, the rules up yep. uh, you, you might want to do some new marketing because obviously a new edition can mm -hmm. create buzz and stuff like that but it's really often about simplifying and, and paring down all of the craft the crust that that grows on as the game uh, ages right yep. and if uh, and it's generally not about trying to get rid of a whole bunch of models although sometimes it can be yeah right? sometimes they want to sell new stuff so they just have to sort of get rid of some stuff to encourage people to buy new stuff yeah but if you're not competitive the rules the big rules changes are really not going to affect you a lot right at least yep. not in the way that you enjoy the game mm -hmm. whereas if if your main reason to play is is competition and winning mm -hmm. then all of the risk of like every single kind of rules change might potentially affect your fun and yeah. so it's much it's a much bigger deal so i'm sure there's ways to navigate it because like the players who are trying to win are always trying to find new ways to win mm -hmm. so if now there's a new edition there's sort of yeah, new ways to learn how to play reason, the game that's the other side mm -hmm. though right is that with a new edition if it's done well you can actually open up a whole bunch of uh uh options for these people who try to win to find these new things right yep. a lot of new ways to win which is part of the reason why people like this kind of miniature expanding game where they can be like oh i have this new different way that people didn't think about or this new model comes win. out yeah. like how does this model interact with the rest of my and army how can it make my army better mm -hmm. well suddenly all the model rules right in a new edition often are changed mm -hmm. right and so now there could be the incentive of, of trying to find those uh things yep now the issue is often the time like, leading up to that Okay. Well, I was thinking nope. even before that. No, I'm just I'm I'm just you can just so, screw it up. So you're okay. Where yeah. like the whole you're action. saying like the the promise, especially what people will often get excited about in new edition is is the promise that the rebalancing is better, right? Yeah. So all of their models they can use. The, the promise is almost always you can use all of those models that were not good. Maybe they'll be good in the new edition. So and the it promise is it'll actually be more competitive. Exactly. Like each or 
in terms of an individual model stat line yeah. basis. And mm-hmm. as, and it doesn't as long as well when people haven't seen the edition, they can just dream that every single thing will be super competitive and nothing will fall to the bottom. Right? Yeah, it opens up totally new avenues for creating yep. competitive lists. And mm-hmm. sometimes it, the idea is you know you shrink the difference level of the crappy stuff with the good stuff, right? So now all these new things are competitive, and sometimes that works, honestly. Yep. But sometimes they get it really really wrong. And. All and, the anticipation is for nothing. And then the anticipation anticipation is almost even worse. It's counterproductive. It's, not all, yeah, it's yeah. counterproductive, exactly. So all these competitive people, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly like you were saying before, right? Well, it's even worse. It's like they've just raised, like the better the, <laughs> hype, the, better the hype is, they've just raised the hype yeah. up for a bigger fall. That's true. So. And then if it's less actually balanced than it used to be, I think that's mm-hmm. what happened with, uh, partially what happened with War Machine yeah, uh, is the hype was actually not like there were some issues like we talked about uh, how we were trailing off already because there was uh, too much craft right yep. but then they rebalanced a whole bunch of things and they promised that they would keep things balanced they would make it more mm-hmm. balanced and uh, when it released it wasn't more balanced actually it was it was just different. It was just unbalanced it in was a different way. Unbalanced mm-hmm. in a different way, exactly. And there was a whole bunch of stuff that was unbalanced with the new rules because they changed enough that they couldn't actually calculate. And what, they didn't. They didn't do the, the play testing things. that would have taken to do yeah, it. Yeah, they mm-hmm. didn't even do as much play testing as they did with Mark II. But I thought they said that. Well, not that they said their cards are now basically reprintable. Yeah. So like. If yeah, it's unbalanced, they have right. a chance that they've been balancing it too. Like the last yeah. time I looked at it, when we played actually, last, actually, it's much more they balanced were, now. They, like done three rebalancings by the time yep. that we looked at the cards. Yeah, totally. That's totally right. That two, three years later, after Mark Three came out, it's now the most balanced has ever been. Yeah. The problem is it's two, three years. It's after. two, three years after, and all those people jump ship. Not all, like so many people mm-hmm. jump ship, and that's the problem because, like you said, they had that huge expectation and it just crashed when it hit reality. Yep. Oh well. So I guess another thing that had a recent new edition was well not that recent but X-Wing mm-hmm. that we also like we were playing mm-hmm. at the same time as War Machine Hordes yeah it was, good, was one of the it was good. games that we kind of switched over a little bit mm-hmm. when we were kind of getting tired of War Machine yeah it was a good balance between the two like you didn't uh-huh. have to paint the minis so you just bought them you played them uh-huh. it was a nice compliment to it but like the anticipation for that one they had a lot of hype for it I would say yeah I think I feel like there was a lot of good hype because again I guess we, we haven't we just kind of glossed over it a little bit but like the reason the main reason for these edition changes is because the game is becoming too heavy under its weight right and so yeah like there had been certain lists yeah. like in terms of the competitive aspect mm-hmm. there were certain lists in X-Wing that mm-hmm. were clearly the good lists mm-hmm. and then like for their cards they have the point values right on them unlike mm-hmm. what War Machine went to and what Infinity does which is having online builders is that they got stuck in those values certain yeah. lists got stuck as the good lists Yep. And without a new addition, there's no way to make the game sort of more balanced and make, create other potential ways of playing the game. So there was a lot of good expectation for X-Wing when it came out. Yeah, so a lot of people, I guess, just... It was really obvious that the game was too too overweight and bloated. Yep. And so, yeah, so there's huge expectation for the new one. But... I feel, but I don't. I don't know what happened. And I don't think it dropped as much. Like X Wing was not doing as badly uh, right before the second edition, like War Machine was. Yep. They <clears throat> actually had a decent following. People still liked it. There were some people that thought it was a little bit complicated, but sure, that happens with everything. And then second edition hit. There's a whole bunch of hype, and then 
that something happened. And second edition X-Wing has kind of, it's not gone, but it has a huge drop as well. Mm-hmm. And I think it, one of the biggest things is how they launched it. So I think you'd say it was possibly the cost of switching the over. Cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think X-Wing, one of the selling points was that... It was quite affordable, really. It you was buy, pretty affordable. You, buy a well, you didn't have here, to you paint, there. right? Mm-hmm. So it's very, very affordable. You didn't have to paint any of your minis. You just can, can use them. Uh, you buy them and then use them, right? You don't need too many minis for it, which also makes it really affordable. Like you yeah. put three to five minis on the board. Yeah. And then people, I think, were really excited about... You know, having all these old old minis that they were not necessarily good in the game, like you said, mm-hmm. and you could would, use. And the previous edition, you would have to, in order to get certain cards you wanted to play on your ships, yeah, you'd have to go buy other ships. You just yep. couldn't give a shit about putting on the board, or weren't even in your faction, uh-huh. just so, to get that special card. Yeah, but in the new edition, that wouldn't be the case anymore. Yeah, but mm-hmm. the reason why is because they they released uh, an upgrade pack for every single faction. Yep, and the upgrade pack was ridiculously expensive. It was like $60, mm-hmm. and it was for every single ship that they had released in that faction. Yeah. And sometimes for certain lists, you might have to buy two of them, depending, because it didn't come with like five of every single model, and some lists you can use four or five of the same same unit. So you would need several packs and You everything. might need several mm-hmm. packs, and then that means, and if yeah. you had like two, if you had a rebel side and an imperial side, even if only you only had five or six ships, from each of those factions for the stuff that you liked. But if you wanted to run three of the same ships, you'd have to buy several packs. You might have to buy several packs. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, if you only picked up the stuff that you cared about when you bought the upgrade pack, mm-hmm. you have to upgrade every single ship that's not in your collection as well. So in theory, you could be in for a few hundred, like two hundred dollars, and you don't get a single miniature out of it. Yes, yeah. you don't get a single like sweet new hotness, mm-hmm. and you get all this cardboard that you don't even have the ships of because you only let's say had let's say you only ran interceptors and well, tie fighters mm-hmm. and right and then now you have to buy the imperial expansion pack and you have to have it for every other ship that they released for the imperials yeah and they didn't like they were a little slow about switching over the packaging of the ships to include the new ones so you couldn't just sort of go buy the ship and then get the new i think that just literally mm-hmm. that kind of pissed a lot of people off probably because the the players for that probably weren't into like paying a lot of money for rules because the rules are basically free for that yeah that's true and players weren't used to sort of paying the recurring cost of like oh here's the new real edition you got to pay a few hundred dollars like whoa yeah. what's this? oh it's different than you're saying uh mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you call it? traditional miniatures gamers who have just say been abused we'll just say for GW. so long <laughs> that they're like oh a new edition just, comes out uh-huh. here spend 150 dollars in books yes for your faction and for the rule book and for the, the expanded rule book yeah yeah they're, they weren't used to that, so it kind of went against that game. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I guess it's just the way that, that it was marketed, right? Yeah. That it, it didn't work. And I think, honestly, they could have done it smarter. Mm-hmm. Like, like I guess, like I implied, they <laughs> didn't have to release the upgrade packs for every single model uh, in the game. They could have just pack. taken some things away. So you're like, oh, yeah. I don't need to buy that because it's yeah. gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, and then just slowly be brought and, them back, and mm-hmm. slowly brought them back, yeah. so that literally they could have like expansion pack one, which is let's say Star Wars episode four or five, right? Any any ships that are in four or five, or maybe even four five and six, that's your first expansion pack, mm-hmm. and now people get to use all of those things. It even it, it would even extend out the coolness of second edition 
because now the game is developing yet again yes exactly Mm -hmm. because that's the other thing that you really want with the second editions right games naturally go through a life cycle where you know there's super big hype it's new it's exciting and then you you want to expand it right these these are expandable games so you want to like refine it you want to find all the nuances and chain and and little corners and crevices Mm -hmm. but at some point that your dedicated players have fed through all of that and then you get to an end of life kind of thing where they're like oh well i've kind of played and seen everything i want from this this game a new edition can promise that entire the cycle to start over again cycle Uh over again but x-wing just skipped skipped straight to the end of an edition by like upgrading every single model old model right and and that means that the only reason the only well, I guess the the only good thing about it is cleaning up the craft of the rules, right? So it's really you're just it's almost like a cleanup as opposed to a full uh, what do you call it marketing cycle, mm-hmm. which I guess for a gamer seems like the right thing to do, but we kind of had like we're older now we we kind of have realized, realized that, that marketing yeah. really matters for, <laughs> for your game, right? Having those cycles and going through those things, you don't actually want every single thing on the table like everything available at the same time you want to space it out people only have so much time mm-hmm. so much time and you don't want to put all your cards on the table right off yeah, the get go it's like mm-hmm. when you're young I don't know maybe maybe your family is different but like you get a whole bunch of presents on your birthday and if you open all of your presents uh, and you play with all of your toys on that first day you get a you get maybe a little bit more enjoyment you get like from every single one right but yeah. every single time you, you're only spending like 10 minutes on every single toy then they all become old and, and boring uh-huh. three days later. That's Whereas okay. if you open a present mm-hmm. every day, now every single day you're having something new and you spend like an hour or two hours for every single toy, really appreciating everything about it. It's okay. I had four brothers, so there was constantly birthdays <laughs> and constantly new stuff. So there was, you know, toys. no and problem you, with as new the toys older brother, being you just take them and exactly. be like, here, let me try out this thing and play. Let me show you how to play with it. Exactly. So there's there's always <laughs> continuous releases through the year of toys. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. So I guess another game that's I would say not a popular one that suffered from that like major upfront cost that players mm-hmm. weren't used to would actually be Gaslands because mm-hmm. like, it's an Osprey game where you just buy Hot Wheels cars mm-hmm. so they are a dollar and then the rule book was like 10 15 bucks for the PDF version. Uh-huh. So like okay this doesn't cost very much if you're saying oh hey you should show up to our group for some guy you know and then just try this game out mm-hmm. the barrier to entry to them was super low yeah but then they just came out with a new edition in the last month uh-huh. and what sort of cost increase do you think like players who are used to buying Hot Wheels could handle from going for like a $13 rulebook how much increase do you think you could get for a second edition for the new edition rulebook 25 now they went to $28 US and it's a PDF rule book. You're thinking, you're thinking of like paper there's no paper no, here no I don't, I don't know 25 nope. uh, 20 no okay maybe a PDF so, so for, if the players have already bought into it and they've already made their cars, they'll probably so, pay it. But it's hard just to tell like some person who's like not already into the game, uh-huh. just like oh, just show up and like try this out. But they're not; they wouldn't expect a price like that. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing with Gaslands, as I understand it, the original Gaslands book is still applicable. And so if they were to do it, like well, my understanding is a total, total replacement. That what they changed the core rules. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like they've created new missions, so if you want to play the missions, yeah, the missions but that's that's like expanded, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's expanded, not, it has all it has everything all over again. Yeah, I know, mm-hmm. but it's like the it's the advanced like super big copy. Mm-hmm. Now the the thing is, 
I kind of disagree with this one mm-hmm. because uh, the Hot Wheel cars are really cheap. Yep. And the actual cost of the book is not crazy. So I think so, and that is literally the only place they're getting money, right? Because yep. they're not actually they're not selling. selling, selling. Yeah, there's other people selling sprues for weapons, but they're not selling mm-hmm. that. And when you have a group, only one person needs to have the book actually, mm-hmm. right? And so I don't actually think it but, is a crazy ad. It's not like a hundred dollar no. book. But every player twenty five book dollars is I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I think a premium book is probably it makes sense in my opinion. Okay. Well, it seems I don't to... think they're going to make it up with volume if if they just sold it for cheaper. Honestly, no. And here's not. the thing: you can sell that at twenty five for the first while, and then, then a year later it. you can decrease it. That may very well be what how the previous edition reached its current price or its yeah. the price it was when it went out. Yeah. But the problem is, like the player group that we have that we're playing it, mm-hmm. like. I know you said that only one player has to buy the book, mm-hmm. but anyone who plays the game wants to own the book so they yeah. can build their list, they can build a car that suits yeah. all the upgrades uh-huh. if they know the points. Yeah. So they kind of aren't going to be as encouraged to play unless if they so, don't have so, it. So to me, though, 25 yeah. I think we can agree it's not that expensive for a book, right? The problem you're saying is that it's the expectation. It's that they expected it to be 15 bucks. Yep. And now they're like, what? That's, that's how you 28? Got, yeah, you got into the game at 15. Yeah. So like like I was saying, with same sort of thing as X-Wing. X-Wing, you got the rules sort of near free. Mm-hmm. And now you've got to, like, in order to keep playing the game to get you the new edition, you've got to be in for a few hundred. Yeah. Which so people, the, yeah, it's the expectations. It, not, that's mm-hmm. true. And, like, I think the expectations of other people in the group that I play with for that game... Really? They, they complained about it? They, well, they haven't said anything about it. The new edition came out and just okay. everyone's like, oh, yeah, that... No, I've got to say, mm-hmm. though they are a very price sensitive group. Yes. So I I remember they're like talking about their locker, the the locker that at, at the at the game store we at play the game at. Store we play they at rent lockers. Was, mm-hmm. Yeah, they rent lockers, and the price went up, and there was a a lot more talk than I would have expected mm-hmm. for for something that I think for the size of the group should be fairly easy if they. You know, all pitch in a little bit. Yeah, right? I think, and the, I think the they had a few locker. lockers and they just abandoned it down to oh, one locker. Oh, okay. So they're like, this isn't going to work with the five lockers we have. That's actually yeah. really expensive. <laughs> well, maybe that means that we should, as as the Infinity Group, should have more lockers. Exactly. Which Capitalism actually ended up happening. Working. Uh-huh. <laughs> Capitalism <laughs> working. Yes. Well, no, I think our extra lockers were from someone else who's oh, yeah, yeah. moved away. But Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah I guess that's true. I guess the expectations. expectations really, really matters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so, um, well, I guess anyways, like I've already paid like plenty of money into the game to buy uh-huh. like buy the specialty dice for it, which uh-huh. you don't have to use, but they're just cool. Buying the sprues mm-hmm. that sort of came with the pre-release for it, which I didn't even buy the you rule book. The sprues? Oh, I bought tons of them. Don't really? Worry. Yeah, they, they online. Ship, yeah, they ship from Europe. From England. They shipped like two weeks ago. I should probably have them soon. Oh, anyway. Sweet. So I'll, I'll give you some of the parts because they come with so many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I bought, make my own cars. I bought way many. And, and they came with bikes, which are hard to find Hot Wheels size uh-huh. bikes. Yeah. So that was a big incentive too. Yeah. So but, I was actually just going to wait makes... for them to come here and then just buy them, hopefully from Meeple Mart. <sighs> they're, I don't know if... Or our store if they actually sell them, but they're like I think I very to dedicated... Store. And they're selling a very small selection of stuff. Yeah, I talked to them. They said Osprey products were hard to get over here. 
at least we're lively to get in stock. Anyhow, shit about sorting board, but they they really don't try that hard in getting stuff. <laughs> no, it's Anyhow. it's extra time that they could use to actually sell things that they're already selling. So in some ways, I understand it, right? In some ways, I'm like, I really want that stuff, and I wanna I wanna filter it through the store, right? Because I want to give them. A cut. Yeah, you want to support them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I will probably try and support them by buying like War Machine minis, but not to play War Machine, to play Frostgrave, mm. which is another topic of Frostgrave is also yes. announced a new edition for middle of next year. Yeah, and I think it'll be probably fine in terms of the cost of the book. It'll yep. because it's the old book was a big book, right? So the the, the thing with with Gaslands, it's not like it went up to twenty eight and you got the exact same thing. It's actually twice as big the book is twice as big as yes, the old book but I looked at the layout of the pages and every page seems to include very little on each page sure but the actual book the number of pages the premium edition you're actually paying for that right like it's not like you get nothing for how much you pay for well, Whereas, when, I, when I saw 200 pages or something like that yeah. I'm like wow this is going to be amazing then I looked at the preview I'm like oh <laughs> this is just extra dead weight I want to buy the PDF now and print off the relevant pages and not carry uh, around well, this chunk of useless okay sure but uh huh it depends on what you want from from the book, right? Yep. So, like, with Frostgrave, their in- initial book was premium. So when you get the new book, mm-hmm. you will you're still paying for the premium. Oh, they have really nice art in it. They have. Oh, you didn't like the art in Gaslands? <laughs> no, it's just it's mostly pictures of cars on the table. Oh, oh, on and, the and table. a few sketches. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's okay. So it's not like the beautiful Frostgrave art. No, Frostgrave is really where you, like Frostgrave book is really I nice. Wants, yeah, I would even want some of those as. I don't know, put them on his backgrounds or something. I was going to mm-hmm. say as a print, but I'm like, I don't put up prints. So that would just literally be on in a book on a shelf. Yeah. <laughs> you make your own coffee table book by cutting up yeah. miniature rule books. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. kind of cool. Anyway. Actually, that would be cool. Yes. Um, yeah, so... So Frostgrave. So, yeah, for Frostgrave, the new edition, I think the expectation, assuming that it's not twice as expensive as the old rule book and it's like super premium if it's the same type of premium but redone i think the expectations will be right for when it comes out yeah right? so that's a book i would actually want a physical copy of and i think i've really i have good expectations of that coming out like unlike as we started with infinity mm-hmm. i'm like i'm a bit on the fence about where that's going to go with Frostgrave. Uh-huh. i actually have really high hopes for the new edition yeah well so i, th- I think there's there's also a whole bunch of things going into that first yep. of all like you said Frostgrave, uh, before about the comp- competition, Frostgrave is not com- competitive. Exactly. So you're not worried about My army all of your armyless being yes. invalidated. And I feel like the the guy that is writing it, it's just one guy, right? Mm-hmm. Jo- Joe McCulloch? McCutcheon? No. McCulloch. McCulloch. Jo- Joseph McCulloch. I don't know if I've said it. I don't know. Enough. It's, it's, um, it's, oh, anyways, yeah. I don't. Here's the book right here. McCullough. Uh, we're McCullough. reading it. We're not going to pronounce it properly. Yeah. It's not... Yeah, it's not a last name that we hear a lot here. Yep. So, anyways. Um, I feel like he has the right ideas in general of, of modifications and things like that because he's released three, three games that have iterated and slightly changed his base Frostgrave rules. And mm-hmm. each time, I feel like... The changes that he does are—it's better balance. It's, it's better, better balance, and he thinks mm-hmm. about them a lot, yep. right? He doesn't just throw in random rules or, or or does huge changes just for whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I 
I trust him. I trust his changes. Yeah, he's also been communicating pretty well because he has a blog yep. and he has said sort of the direction he wants to take and it. He's on which, Facebook, yeah, which instills confidence in the player base. Yeah, You're like oh, this is this is actually going to be like the core of it's still going to be there, yeah. and it's going to get rid of some of the stuff that, or it's going to change the stuff that nobody uses to make it more usable. Yeah, and it's going to get rid of some of the broken stuff. It's, yeah, and he says, like, oh, you can still all of the mm-hmm. even all of the expansion missions. He says you can still use those, right? All of the so he's trying to keep it as tight as possible. Um, while at the same time having that, I guess, uh, being able to use everything, right? Yeah. So, so you have, uh, I guess you don't necessarily have the full, uh, second edition, uh, second edition re, I don't know what, what you call it, what, what I was saying. The, the reset or the, the... reset. Mm-hmm. So you have an, a totally brand new thing. Although who knows, maybe they are going to do that. <laughs> they might. Yeah, re-release new books and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, so, I don't know, I just... Yeah, I think think it's like the communication from that Mm -hmm. in terms of, like, him listening to the player's feedback and in terms of him Mm -hmm. telling people where the game's going with the next edition. I think a lot of it is trust and a lot... Which comes down to the communication. Like, if he weren't telling you anything, you'd be like, I don't know, maybe he's going to do something crazy and ruin this thing. But, like, the communication's good, so you have good expectations. Whereas with like X-Wing, you weren't too sure how they were going to re-release the it's whole funny. thing. Funny is mm-hmm. that like a lot of these games that were really big, uh, I don't necessarily even trust them as much. Even Infinity, right? Yeah. I think what some of the trepidation that we have for N4 is because I don't necessarily trust the people who write the rules judgment. Yep. And I feel like a lot of their ability to get things right was because of iteration where other people face the brunt of bad changes by that you mean the, the player base in previous yeah. editions putting pre- up with mm-hmm. yeah putting up with mediocre rules or broken rules and then they just had to iterate it o- over it by seeing the impact on the player base mm-hmm. right so and you've also got to watch the direction the game's going in the current edition like yes. oh is it going the way i th- think makes the game better or is it going sort of off in some sort of odd path and i think Mm -hmm. i I don't trust the path that they're going and maybe this this is why i'm somewhat hopeful for n4 is maybe they're going in the direction that i really believe namely get rid of link teams for those who don't play infinity it's basically a way of combining models together Mm -hmm. to make them uber powerful yeah even though you don't pay more points for this combination you just sort of restrict what your list can be it's kind of i guess if you play war machine they built theme yeah. lists where you get freebies this is basically freebies for abilities in the game yeah and i think it it's they, not even that it's overly powerful it's the focus has been entirely it's, on it it changes the mm-hmm. entire way the game plays yep. and because they of the way that they they created this this kind of thing it kind of broke certain units so then they had to allow those certain units to become part of links which then broke the entire game even more and so now you have to, to have like every- a certain style of gameplay we're spamming a whole bunch of people who, for like, it breaks the, the almost the fundamental portion of the game, the arrow uh, attack uh, portion of the game. Yeah, and the whole thing about it's it messes stri- it up. The game's the balance of it. Yeah, the core of the game is about strategic positioning, but they've mm-hmm. created this other thing where now to win you have to create this Death Star thing instead yeah. of like doing positioning well against your opponent. It's like, oh no, I brought mm-hmm. my Death Star. Positioning is yeah. Gone. Now now you, it's almost like. It's actually a lot with link teams. It's actually a lot more similar to other games. Yeah. It it breaks the arrow yeah. versus the other thing. So it's a combo thing. It's also a 
just to slow the guy down with crappy stuff, so cannon fodder thing, which is much more common in other games, right? You, mm-hmm. like, or you can it's play It's kind of cool where, where in Infinity you could have a Nisei sniper, which was a really strong arrow piece that they had to like work around to get a good angle to kill them. Yep. Now it's just like, uh, I just kill him with an HMG, a heavy HMG and a link team. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter how powerful that one guy is if he only gets one shot. Unless yep. he can link and now suddenly... like. Just the game is all messed up. Yep, and but and they've gone deeper into it, which is why yeah, and they kind of doubled down mm-hmm. in and something that I think hurt the game overall. And I don't even know if they've realized that their iterations on link teams has gone away from their core mechanics because actually vanilla lists, which are teams without links, uh, are still very strong competitively. Yep. it's like it's almost like War Machine. They're they're looking through. They're looking at everything. Their their main focus, it seems like, I don't know if it's true, but it's. I'm worried that their main focus is competitive uh, play, and they're not looking at holistic, uh, like the core good gameplay. Mm-hmm. They're not looking at good gameplay. They're looking at balanced play. Balanced play is not necessarily fun. <laughs> That's yep. the thing. Yep. Right? As, you can make a game super balanced, as, as and War it can be really boring and crap. Yep. Yeah, exactly. War Machine... War Machine has had this problem, had the same similar kind of problems. So I just worry that they're focusing too much on making the game balanced without making it fun. Okay. Whereas I have no problems. I feel like Frostgrave, it's all about fun. And that's what I want from the game. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Joe McCulloch, McCulloch, <laughs> uh, he. I'm not going to try. He's. he's He's, I guess his his uh, vision for the game is the same as my vision for that I want as a player. Yeah, he wants right? to create a gameplay experience. He doesn't yeah, want to create something where you go head to head super powerfully. Yeah. Like when we play Frostgrave, everybody who plays Frostgrave is just like, oh, we'll just make things up as we go along. <laughs> and even though like one person comes up with something in the middle of the game, everybody else is like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, okay, we just we just, good? We just right, change the it. rules. We just yeah. change the mission. As in the middle of the game, fun. Yeah. it's fun. Let's keep yeah. going. And then at, at mm-hmm. the end of the. The session, if we if we want to tweak the game to make it better, it's all it's usually about how do we make the game more fun, not how am I gonna like tweak out an advantage for this kind of thing. Or yeah, because even in Infinity, our local group has had to do that a little bit, mm-hmm. where you have your deck where you draw cards, then there's an alternative use for because like, you have secondary missions in it which mm-hmm. you draw from a deck. We've had to, or at least in the previous version, version. of the missions, yeah. we had to just eliminate part of the options for the cards because they came with a point value that you could sort of pull out it of your ass stupid. at the end of the game. It was stupid. It just so, made the game worse. Yeah. yeah. And they've, they've dialed that back a little at least, uh-huh. but not entirely. Yeah, I guess so. that's true. There's actually a lot of, of missteps that, that have gone through straight I don't even know how much playtesting it went through yep. but it went into the player base and then it's up to the player base to throw it away which doesn't necessarily work with Infinity because it's such a competitive game yeah it's very it's tournament focused which is okay but... about, I know this is kind of a little bit off but mm-hmm. like what do you think about It's actually it's kind of back to what we are talking about the competition thing uh, with, with certain games um, what do you think about the effect of tournament players on your game when it switches over to a new edition versus your casual, more casual players. Oh, so the the effect the new edition has on the tournament players? Yeah. I think the tournament players are, as long as their entire list doesn't get invalidated, I think mm-hmm. they're perfectly happy to get a couple new things and keep mm-hmm. going. 
to be like, oh, I discovered the new way. Because uh-huh. they want to discover the way of yeah. playing well. But if you invalidate their whole army, I think they'll have a backlash. That's that's what And I they'll think. be very vocal and very yes. negative about it. Yeah, exactly. All right, so then I feel like it's casual ha- gamers, though, just I guess assuming their price is not crazy, they're actually should be pretty... They're often really just happy about saying, oh, these kind of things are cleaned up. It's a little bit new. It's almost like they're more into the new edition for the hype train, kind of re-experiencing the entire kind of cycle yep. than they are about fixing the broken stuff. Because they're casual. They're like Oftentimes they haven't optimized, even optimized their list, so they don't no. even, they didn't they, even know there was something broken. They keep being told that, that to how to optimize their list, and they're like, no, I like this guy. It's like, <laughs> okay, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's not oh. a problem to me. It's like, like there's a, oh, there's what's, a, there's what's a, the big deal? There's a new edition? This guy wasn't good before, and now he's still not good? <laughs> okay. No big deal. Yeah, exactly. So then, so, so, you're saying that possibly competitive people are fine, possibly but the, but the price casual people mm-hmm. are, are more sensitive are more to the price, sensitive point. price. Yeah. So they have a different thing that they're looking for in a new edition. Yeah. Uh, and then what happened? Like, who are the people that flee games during a new edition that kill a game? Like, like we talked about, X Wing, like both X Wing and War Machine are not dead, right? But they no. suffered a huge blow uh, to their player base. Because of the, of the edition. And maybe it's not because of the edition. Maybe it's that they it might were be suffering the, already. It might be the lead up to it as well. They're like, oh, yeah. I was I was having a little bit of burnout. Oh, a new edition's coming out. Well, maybe I'll just wait and see until mm. the edition comes out. So like I said, like the anticipation part can kill the uh-huh. game, which might so, even so, be... Mm-hmm. So you're, you're saying that maybe it's actually not that the new edition killed the game, those games, X-Wing and uh, War Machine. It's that... Yeah. The the cruft or the the bloat in the games uh-huh. actually, or just the age of the game is actually the thing that was killing the game. It's just the new edition failed to revitalize it like it could revitalize with other games. Well, and just the anticipation, like the people who are like on the fence about being in, being out, mm-hmm. they now have an excuse to be out rather than in because like oh maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll like jump into it when it comes out. Yeah. But I don't want to invest anymore in this game. So it's if almost it's about basi- to flip yeah. over. So it's basically actually not necessarily the problem of the new edition. It's just the normal thing of the game. It's just it just the new edition changeover makes it very apparent whether the game can continue on or not yeah. based on you know the extra changes, uh, but also the old fundamentals, right? Because a new edition is still the same game, right? So, mm-hmm. so like War Machine, they had way too many models. That's one of their huge problems. Their skew line was way too huge. Mm-hmm. That didn't change in the new edition. And they didn't fix that. Yep. X-Wing, same thing. That's one of the things I was hoping for in the new edition. It's like, no, no. If you take away 30% of my models, not quite a, that's not Thanos snap, but 30% is <laughs> a lot. Yeah. I might actually be happier with this game because I have yeah, enough. I'm, there was way too much. I stuff. was into it. I have enough models. You take away thirty percent, I'm still good. Yeah. But if it brings the game into a better place, yeah, where it's worth it, where there's not so much cruft, then I'll be happier, and I can go buy new stuff. Like I can yes. have anticipation for the new stuff that's coming out, and not being like, oh, I forgot to have like more crap in my case that already weighs like twenty five pounds. And, and then the other thing they is did, like they did the opposite yeah. though. Yeah, they, they kept everything, rules for and they and added everything. two more factions at least. Yeah. Yeah. And and the so. issue is like with minis, the miniature is the thing that p- the people are attached to. Mm-hmm. It's, and so you could literally just take two different sets of miniatures and just fold the rules into each other. So you have like two units that used to be different. Now they're rules wise like are are 
the same unit. Yeah, they just put a so, proxy fac. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, this this I don't know, this, these riflemen are the same thing as these other kind of rifle guys, right? Yeah. They're all just the same guys. So you can use all your miniatures. So your miniatures are not invalid. Or this character is just this character yeah. afterwards. Yeah. And and so then people don't lose their miniatures and ability to use them, mm-hmm. right? But alas, no one has ever not, done that. <laughs> Yeah, even Infinity, when they... I think they uh, made a good move with just phasing out entire <laughs> portions of models. Of the model line, yeah. But they they didn't phase out the rules. No, they, they kept didn't the whole army the list. Yeah, but I feel like they should really just flatten the rule. It's, flatten it is, the armies. It is one way to do it, though, to stop producing the miniatures, mm-hmm. and then it's like the countdown. Then they don't do the countdown. Yeah. It makes sense not to do the countdown right away. I, I don't understand why they don't just fold in those models to the other models. They're like, oh, these... Or maybe they are going to an N3. Yeah, maybe like, like Fusiliers are going to be the same thing as yeah, Irregulars or the same thing as all In a recent guys. edition, they changed their proxy rules where anything could be anything, which I think is a little too broad. Mm-hmm. Not that I haven't started to enjoy just making random shit <laughs> as representations, yeah. but they're good representations. Yeah. But I think yeah. I think that's going a little too far where nothing matters. It's like, no, your models don't matter but at all. But it kind of matters because miniature gamers are still miniature gamers so they want to make it look like the thing that they're supposed to be playing with yes yeah anyway but at the same time if they had made it specific proxy rules then you still gain that because you would say like like my example is a fusilier right mm-hmm. and then they're saying well and 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 you have an Aconte cemento irregular or regular right then they say no actually an irregular is actually a fusilier so you're still playing you feel like you're playing the right model it's like they dress the same way whatever yeah they just mm-hmm. function basically the same way or they have, so different, they look they have different outfits they dress sometimes. different yes. yeah they dress different but they functionally do the same right mm-hmm. so then you still as a miniature gamer who's trying to show your actual army feel like you're not just pulling things out of pulling your butt pulling random right? stuff out yeah yeah so there's something to be said about that kind of portion all right, I think we covered a lot of different yeah. ground related to new yeah, editions coming out. My favorite part is we didn't even talk about 40k or Age of Sigmar in terms of new editions, and let's keep it that. Way. Yes, yes, we will. We talked about Warcry. Oh, we good talked enough. about it once. We, we did. We talked about the hype train being really good. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was yeah. a really good hype train. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. Um, so I guess we're hyped for some things and less hyped for others. Yeah. So, anything else you want to to fill in about? new editions or whatever besides the fact that I guess it's just it's Frostgrave and Infinity and they have very dis- different anticipations for them yep, yep. alright well let us know what you're anticipating and if you're sort of on the positive side or on the more fear side <laughs> negative side yeah. how ma- I, would, how- I wouldn't call it negative just, just, oh, okay. just straight up fear alright it's like, oh, there's, ne- there's truth to it so yeah. negative is not negative, maybe your uh, negative might be opposing it like oh, okay whereas yeah. fear is you're like I, I can't stop this but <laughs> okay it's yeah yeah tell us what you think about which games that you're, you're excited about changing over or maybe there's a new edition of uh, a game we didn't mention that you're excited about yeah we'd like to hear it yeah alright this oh. is Ian Allen. It's been Brandon. All right, one last thing. Yeah, if you like this podcast and want to hear more, just like us wherever you're listening. Yeah, and if you want to keep track of our uh, work on Starpiercer, go to starpiercer.com, or if you're on Facebook, go to our Starpiercer community. So that's basically it. Thank you. <laughs>
Bye.